We'll figure it out. No big deal. Okay, so uh, no long intro here. We're doing the square peg round hole Mm -hmm. conversation, which I just created another metaphor for, which is like being a surfer and going out on a Tuesday and trying to ride the Saturday wave. Like that just doesn't happen. There's a weird synchronicity thing that happens in the creative process. And one of the only other people on the planet who understands this shit, uh, as a creator riding those waves is uncle Fred. So uncle Fred say good evening and then let's kick it off. Um, and I think that's exactly what it is. Um, and I, I think that's worth exploring. Look, creativity is probably my favorite trait among human beings. Um, whether you are, I mean, you know, I have a friend who is evidently into doing this bizarre form of painting where you just pour these different paints together and swirl them around or something. I don't know. It's creative. She enjoys it. Go for it. Do it. Um, and. I think that it, it, it's the highest expression of being human is to create something. But I don't think creativity is something you can just decide, well, I'm going to do this now, and I'm going to do that now. Yes. Um, and that's our problem with a piece called Orion's, or if you're from England, Orion's Bell. Um, oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, oh God! Where's the bell? Oh yeah! Come on, get it! Get, Damn it! Okay, I didn't, I didn't get the bell. Get the bell. But um, uh, we yeah. were okay. What the fuck? Where the fuck is Orion's bell? Because people people have been waiting, and I feel bad about them waiting. But I need to, I need them to understand why they're waiting. And I think you're you're a good person to translate Jenner into yeah. uh, human language. Well, I think it starts with, you have to understand the genesis of this thing. Uh, This was written, yes, I think it was in December. Am I correct? It was, it had to be late November, early December that we wrote this. I I started to sketch it out earlier because I knew that, that the day Fred would have to leave his castle of nightmares. Yeah. I knew that that was going to be coming up. Right. Um, so without Fred realizing this, kids, let's let's be real here. Fred's the cat. I wrote I wrote a Fred story, but I wrote it about a cat. Yeah. <laughs> okay, who was stuck in a castle and at the end of the castle at, at the end of at end of the story, it has a happy ending. We're not giving away the story. But uh, that was that was what created Orion's Bell. Uh, which I wanted to go straight up men, men in Black, Orion's Belt, and make it about the collar, which the collar is the, the choking, restrictive thing that that's the main thing that the cat has to overcome is this restrictive collar he has to break it. I mean, we're digging at something really deeply human here, uh, 2,000... 200,000 years of human history of trying to break out of that and become your true self. So that's what the story is about. Mm -hmm. But uh, the cat, Orion, was really based on Fred here. And and I love love that the king and queen 
are now kind of stand-ins for your previous room. Well, sort of, you know. Well, it's, you know, it, uh, and, you know. Art imitates life. Yeah, it was, life imitates and, you art. know, Jenner pitched it to me as, I want to write this story about a cat. And Jenner is my, mm-hmm. you know, creative brother. And if he wants to write a story, I don't give a damn what he wants to write a story about. Give me a bowl, let me smoke it, and I'll sit down and write the fucking story. I write the goddamn thing he wants. And But you didn't realize no. you were a cat until after you were no, done writing. Right. It was which after is it the, was done. It, 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 beautiful. And it was after the story was finished that I realized, you motherfucker, this is you made me write a story about me. What the hell? Yeah, that was a trap. Yeah, it was. <laughs> it was a trap. And uh, you know, and I made you be a cat. So I have you yeah. know, there, there's a part of me that says, God damn, this is more personal than a Horace story, which is about a very human friend, mm. you know, and and there's a part of me that says, I, you know, it's almost arrogant to do this, I, you know, uh, or maybe not arrogant, uh, self-absorbed or something. Um, but I really don't think anyone that hears it would know that it was about me uh, unless they know me. Other than the fact that I just told them. Yeah, but I mean, if you yeah. just heard it. Introspection is a good thing. I mean, I, look. I, I I've, think I've, let's, I, let's flag this for the audience yeah. real quick. I, I hate to cut no, you go off ahead. I love you, but let's flag this real quick for the audience because being self-aware, introspection, is not the same thing as narcissism. Because I've been accused by um, uh, somebody I'm, in the we, mind we don't name universe anymore. ethosphere who we're not going to name, but I, I have been accused of this of being a narcissist because um, my primary object of attention is uh, myself and what I'm doing and what I'm creating is because of the art. Um, and no, this isn't egotism. This isn't narcissism. Narcissism is being in love with one's self. Yes. I think I think the creative monster that you and I both try to grapple with is is the reflection that it, it's the thing that hates itself. It's yeah. not narcissist looked into the pond and thought he was so beautiful and sat there forever uh, to where he starved to death and died. Yes. And that, that, that's like he fell in love with his own reflection. The thing that we're doing is kind of like more of an existential hatred of oneself. Yes. Looking at oneself in the mirror and going, oh my what what are you and see and that's the thing <laughs> it's a self-deprecating thing it's not self-love <laughs> whatever we're doing don't call it narcissism no it isn't that and you're right <laughs> it is very self-centered it, it made me look at a part of myself that and that is an extraordinarily accurate portrait of the way i was in november and december and when i really had no hope of anything and, you know, it, it, and it has that sort of massive emptiness running through it. Um, and that was the creative space we were inhabiting at that point. Um, and we did well with it. Then life continued. And, you know, it took a long time to get this done. Now, if we would have gotten everybody's lines, you know, like, by the end of December or something, 
we were in the right we space. Print. We were in the right yeah. emotional. We were still riding the yeah. wave. That was the place where we were. Um, was feeling trapped and 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 you know looking for sunshine and all of that. Um, we didn't get those lines until we were inhabiting an entirely different creative space. January 6th comes, I win disability. February comes and, you know, January 15th, I, I move in with Jenner. February something, 17th, 18th came, I had my disability. I moved in here. Now, you know, I'm not Orion stuck in a castle that is empty and thinks love smells like shit. Now, I am floating around the goddamn universe in my, not a starship, mind you, okay? This is my little fucking shuttlecraft. Holy and I love it. Private quarters. Yeah. Captain's yeah. quarters. Yeah, it's captain's there quarters. You there you go. And, I mean, I fucking love it. And so, and, well, that's your emotional space, not Jenner's. Why can't? No, but you got to understand this thing about creative people that especially people who work so closely together my emotional state is what it inspired Jenner to inspire the story to inspire me to write the story it, it's a symbiotic thing okay yes I, I feel like we found it I feel like we found the problem because I, I described it as you know a surfer going out on Tuesday and trying to ride the Saturday wave I described it as a toddler trying to shove a square peg in a round hole in a little game. I think we really nailed it down. You really nailed it down right there is that that I felt I captured that emotional energy of that moment yes. of that crucial moment of there being and needing to escape that. And now that it's passed. And we are we are in the garden. Yeah. We are over the rainbow. It, it's not that it's hard to go back there. I mean, it is. It is hard to travel backwards in time, play backwards chess, uh, if you will. There is an element of that, but the the main thing is that Orion's Bell came from all of those feelings. And all of those feelings were kind of very time sensitive. Thank God. And we, yeah, and we didn't get we didn't get uh, the pieces that we needed until basically um, the conflict had resolved itself. Yeah. The story, the story of what happened there was already over before we were able to capture that and translate it into art. So now it feels like some you know experiment in backwards time travel emotionally which is very hard to say if it well yeah and the thing is this is for me the most important thing we you know we live in poverty there there's no one is going to debate that not the worst poverty in the world but we you know nobody here has any money we never are going to have any money, we get by. And I am willing to accept that so long as it is accompanied by, I don't have any deadlines. I don't, I, you know, and 
except for the self-imposed deadlines, right? By Sunday at midnight, I am going to have a podcast on Patreon. By Tuesday at midnight, I'm going to have the same podcast with a commercial on Anchor. And I don't even always make that. But, and that's because it pushes me to keep creating and I want to do that. I create a small thing as well as I can and there you go. But, you know, somebody saying that Orion's Bell has to be done at a particular time, I suppose, you know, if, if, if you know, Sony Pictures said, yeah, we, we need this and we need, to, you know, to be able to drop it by April 3rd and we're paying you $300,000, you could get it out. But it's not going to be what it's supposed to be. Then yeah. that's just going to be and workmanship that- and it's not going to be, it, it's not going to be the art that you want, you know. I think this is probably my fault for making that fucking trailer, which looks like it's for a multi-million dollar movie. January Um, 2021. Yes. As in, this is what we're working on in January. Not it's going to come out. Yeah, but it doesn't play that way. Uh, This is our January project. It absolutely does not play that way. It plays like here's what's it's gonna come right now and tune in kids smash that subscribe button that's how that's how it comes off and you know not to be i'm not trying to certainly not calling anybody out but the cast that was listed in the original trailer is not the cast that we have no that we have because life happens people have things to do and we had to do some recasting as well also where the fuck is um isn't even really worth mentioning in the whole like we 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 were making this in the moment and then got delayed you know which we're also not calling out you know as like no nobody is being nobody got paid Okay, if 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 I'm paying Demonized. you and you yeah. didn't d- do what I paid you to do, I have reason to bitch. But I, I didn't pay anybody. Nobody is paying you. Nobody paid me. Um, this was a labor of love, and it doesn't mean the fact that it isn't finished doesn't mean that we don't love it. It it means that I'm sorry. You know, yeah, I can't ride to uh, Saturday's wave on Tuesday. It just, it isn't there. And it will be, I suspect, at some point. When? I have no idea. Um, it will come back around, but you can't force... No. And you can't force the waves to rise beneath you. No. The metaphorical truth yeah. that we're getting at here, which is how creativity tends to work. Because it's not that I don't have the... And, and let's make this point. It's not that I don't have the creative energy. Yep. to invest in that project it's that the creative energy that I have right now is so focused on other things it's a, it's creating this new uh, album that I'm putting together for meditation and sleep which is very calm and subtle and understated and the most I mean artistically it's just well, breathe is cool. Most, I have heard. I have heard. I think it was breathe. I think that's what it was on the yes. desktop. That's great. Part one is yeah. part one is breathe, and it doesn't even have the breath noises. Yeah, it is just 
but you know that's where that's where I want to right, be. Right, that's where your you know, creative that's, energy that's, is right now. It's, I have energy for you that. Know, and and it, you know what right. I'm thinking about? Projects are almost like, and people wonder why I'm single. They're almost like you know uh, a romantic partner. Okay, and I hate to tell you, but you know monogamy sucks. <laughs> No, it doesn't. I think monogamy is a wonderful thing and good. Okay, but the fact is that you know I, I'm I'm in love with this one for a while, and then I'm sorry, here comes this other one, and I like her, and mm-hmm. that's how creative projects are. Oh, I you know, dirty monkey. Sometimes you have to push through and get you know this entire thing assembled, and you do it for deadlines. We did it with Holiday Mouse. It damn near killed us. Mostly you. On bigger table, um, and you know we did it with only through fire. We pushed for deadlines and things,、mm-hmm. and it got it done. But my God, those were emotionally taxing. And only only through fire was emotionally intense. Yes, that was not difficult. A bigger table was like being tortured by the Spanish Inquisition.、Right. It was like medievally, barbarically torturous. That whole project, Holiday Mouse, took longer than hey, I it was done by Christmas. Wanted it to. It was done by Christmas. But no, that was still. It, it was. It was emotionally hard、yeah. because of the you know childhood sadness of, about missing. Yeah, you had a couple、Christmas、of days. Morning. You, you had a couple of days like, where you were losing. But、yeah. it was it it was nothing close to a bigger table. A bigger table was excruciating, like like medieval torture、yeah. level. Humans should not be able to endure that amount of pain,、right. level shit. So no,、uh, Holiday Mouse was a, a little bit of a vacation. It was a vacation to the North Pole. Uh, to drop acid to where it's、yeah. like, yeah, it's cold out here, but this isn't the worst thing ever, and we're having a whole lot of fucking fun. Yeah, and I mean that,、uh, and that was、so. my point too when we did Holiday Mouse was because after a bigger table, there、oh、was no God, fucking way、so、I was going、fun. to come up with anything else stressful. And here was a script that I had written 30 years ago, and it's like, look, nobody, nobody can take this seriously. Okay, there is no way to take this seriously. This is all about, you know, get high, or if you're、uh, if you have the right set of circumstances, drop some fucking acid and do this. That's all. I mean, I wrote it really fucking stoned. I mean, you know, I, and that's the way it was intended to be experienced. And it, we needed a powerful antidote to a bigger table. Um, and there was no way that、yes. I wanted this to be a stressful experience for anyone. It's just look, have a good time with this. This is silly. Just do this with us. And go to the go to the glip glop dimension、yeah. where the sky is purple,、yeah. and <laughs> reality doesn't matter, and everybody lives in bubbles. A bunch of you know, it's kind of like is wandering around here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. with giant mushrooms and crystal caves. Yeah. And, Uh, which is why,、uh, oh my God, do you remember when we were like first starting to brainstorm this shit? Where fantasy was the first place we never got that we、either. wanted to go. No. 
with fairies and trolls and goblins and yeah because rock monsters what became only through fire was supposed to be the origin story for the kid in the fantasy story that was the only point and of it only ended up fire. being um, yes but it ended up being way too real yeah and to be a fantasy story yeah and so then this all of is a sudden way it, too real it changed itself into something <laughs> entirely different and that's the thing is you you uh, and maybe you know a case could be made you should be more disciplined and if you start out to do a fantasy story then you do a fantasy story and i have no argument with people that want to work that way i don't i really like the freedom to be able to say well this was a fantasy story but now it's shocktober and we need this horror element except god these characters are kind of real and I kind of want to explore them some more and all of a sudden, you know, it's something entirely different. I I have no objection exactly. to doing the fantasy story someday. But again, oh, I didn't well, we sign a contract, to. you know? Yeah. I we have to do a sci-fi thing too, yeah. I think that. And we got pirates and oh cowboys that we want to do. And we'll get there. Cowboys is a ways off. I just want oh, I know. people a taste that, that that's way out there. Way out there in the wilderness. You'll get your cowboys. Someday. Kids, if, 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 <laughs> someday. Yeah. Beyond tomorrow. Uh, no, we're definitely uh, doing that. But that that is an important point, too. That the, it, the creative space changes so quickly that it will change between the green light of launching the project and like partway through production it will totally change and this happened with all of them um even orion's bell started off as a completely different story it was going to be a it was going to be a dr seuss yeah, it's going to be an abbreviated, yeah. very short, not like rhymy necessarily, right. but it was like each page should only have a couple it, words on it. Okay, good night um, moon or something. Yeah, punctuated. Yeah, yes, like good good night moon. It should be something that you could read to a four or five six year old. Yeah. Um, and a quick uh, that was initially going to include a love interest that was oh yeah a, a big part. Artemis, Artie, that's right. The 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 other cat. the other cat. Got there was initially going to be really a love interest it. in this, story. yeah. But that flew out the fucking window at light speed, and it quickly became something else. Yeah, and that's you know, same thing. It's like the the creative space that we inhabit changes so frequently. Well, that. You can't even depend on the art piece that you start, yeah, to be to re, to be in line with what you expect the end piece to be because it changes that quickly. Yeah, and uh, the tides of the creative space, which is why, that yeah, quickly. and I think it's why it's it's one of the reasons I like to do my little thirty minute podcast once a week because the creative space on Sunday is likely to be the same as a creative space on Saturday. I'm going to be pretty much in the same area and you know, I don't even start writing necessarily until like Thursday. And so between Thursday morning when I start writing and Sunday at midnight when I when I put it up, I'm going to be in roughly the same creative space. 
And so do a little thing that you can do and that much I can control. But I mean, you know, if you listen to the show very much, you can see, God, he keeps changing where he is creatively. Yeah. Because you feel different. how that yeah, works. Exactly. Yeah. Well, and, you know, Mindwave is a bigger example of that. You're all over the map, you know, and that's the point, though, right? And that's just the stuff that I've shared. Mm-hmm. Um, anybody who's been listening to Mindwave for a while should know that you have only gotten maybe half of the stuff that I've actually recorded. Maybe half, including many conversations with people who I love to pieces. And I haven't put those conversations out because, you know, I just want to do this extra layer thing. But yeah, even with all of the places that Mindwave has gone, that's my favorite thing about it is that it bounces all over the place and you don't know what to expect. Uh, some weird and end nth dimensional space to inhabit for a little bit. Even I don't know, but the listener should know that, like, I think it's probably over half at this point of the things I record never go out. Um, so that might be that might be worth it. Yeah, We're I, at our five-minute mark, yeah. too, so I'm yeah. just going to mark that for the you know, and it's funny because, because we're capping it at 30. That's right. And almost everything I record goes out. I, I, I sort of feel like, look, I have put out this energy. <laughs> And God damn it, I'm, I'm putting it out. And um, once in a great while, I will dump something as, nope, this didn't work. But other than that, once I've put out the energy and I have made the effort, either people like it or they don't. And I have n- no way ever of knowing what anyone is going to like. And so I, my thing is always, do I like it or not? If I do, good. I'm putting that out. If I don't, then I get very unhappy with myself. And, you know, what in the hell? Why did you do this shit? And that kind of thing. And I've only done that, like, twice. So, you know. Well, you think your shit out in a way that I don't yeah. because you actually write. Mm-hmm. You're a writer. And you take your ideas to the clipboard first. Uh, whereas I just capture. Yeah. Yeah. You yeah. know. I capture whatever that's coming out, and usually I'll have to go back and be like, yeah, let's distill that idea. All of the scribble notes that you make on your clipboard are resolved before you get to the microphone, whereas when I come to the microphone, all the scribbles are here. Yeah. (laughs) You know, so some shit has to be crossed out and, you know, replaced with a better sentence. Yeah. So it's a similar type process. You just do all of that with pen and paper. Yeah. I I I do only this. I don't do pen and paper. And I think that's actually one of the reasons probably, that we work so well yeah. together is that we we share a love of art and we have different ways of approaching it, you know. Um but we both end up in the same place and we I think we play off of each other fairly well, you know. Oh, brilliant. And yeah, we we come to the same place from very very different angles. Yeah. All of my shit is improv, whether um, I'm doing a a freestyle pig shit taco rap or I'm going and finding the music that I want to push my point for me 
This, these are two very, very different approaches, but they're two sides of the same coin. Yeah. When I am, I want to record something about, let's say, um, something within the identity politics realm. I want to make a radical humanist point here in the identity politics realm. Mm-hmm. I go and I look for the music first, and then I put that in. I I know what the music yeah. is. I know what I'm supposed to feel, and then I just freestyle improvise over See, the top of it. Yeah, that I no where, way would I be comfortable doing that. And you do the exact do, opposite, yes. where you write yes with words what you want to say first, and then you go back over it a bunch of times yeah. and scribble out and make corrections and make sure you know what you want to say first and then you go and find the music yeah, pieces right, exactly. to go underneath yeah, it. Yeah. So that is something here at the creator's studio, creator's table, uh, whatever we're calling this. Uh, yeah, I don't know. We have to have That's something that people should be really aware of is that, that we have very different working styles uh, and, and, and they are... Here in the Studio kind Stargazer of, Writer's Group. Studio Stargazer. Yeah, they're kind of like, uh, uh, like uh, a mirror image. You know, you write, you write first, and then bring in the production. I produce first, and then bring in the writing. Yeah, freestyle. I, I don't write. No, I know. I you never tell me where to anything. go. I just, I just capture right. here's a, here's whatever an idea, I'm feeling at that idea. moment. Now, Fred, go do these things for yeah. me, and then I say, okay, cool, and I sit down and I write. Yeah, which is a different. Anyway, I think that we have entertained our listeners. I hope you've learned something yes. about the creative process. That's uh, the process. The process. Uh, which is which is a pilot idea for a new show that's just all about that, all about the creative process. So, yeah, I could do one of these a uh, week. So we can talk about it. We have so many things on on the potential you know, on know. the whiteboard of potential projects and shows and things. Um, the process is one that I think that a lot of people will gain value from, but of course there's a, a billion other projects on the table. No, I know. I, um, I just this is just kind of like, therapy for me. Yeah, it is for me. And I, you know, my favorite stuff is learning how creative people do what they do. Um, mm. You know, uh, and for Sarah, for Sarah Nimitz, for example once a month for we Patreon folks does a two hour show. And I have watched her for like half hour, 45 minutes working with Final Cut Pro, putting together a video or, you know, uh, and it's like, God, this is a freaking masterclass. You know, I am watching the creative process in front of me. I love that kind of thing, but me and 20 other people. And maybe that's the point is that other people don't care about the creative process. I love it. And I think, you know, it, if you're like me and you enjoy learning about the creative process, let us know. And uh, we could make a series out of this because we have much more to say about that. However, we are yes. well over our 30-minute mark. Well, by one minute and 15 That's seconds. That's right, yeah. Let's, let's take this opportunity because we are calling it here. But yeah. Mindwave listener, if you want to talk about the creative process. If you have thoughts on this, please call 
888-222-5253 and leave me a voicemail so that I can A, work that into some art, but also respond to you. And if you want to uh, direct that to Fred, Fred, tell people how to call you. 480-331-9822. And by the way, someone left a 26-second voicemail, and it was completely silent. So I don't know Mm. what that means. I tried everything, and no, there's... If that was you, thanks. Um, Sometimes nothing is a real cool hand. All right, there you go. And you know what? Uh, if if that was if that was you, good listener, and you couldn't find the words, you couldn't find the courage. Thank you for calling anyway. Okay, that's not a moment of shame. That's not something that you have to look back on and go, "Oh God, I wish I would have said something." Oh, but oh, I would have said it right. The own worst critics out there if that was you if you called in and it hit beep and you didn't know what to say (laughs) you are forgiven child of the cosmos be yourself which is like why the voicemail lines are good but by no means should that be a scary thing if you're calling fred or myself or lena um that should not be a scary thing you should know in that move that if you're like oh i didn't get that quite right or i want to try again or let's stitch a couple together you should be you should be very comfortable in that in that move of calling in to know that we will work with you and make sure that it you know before that goes out that you're comfortable with it that that was an overall good experience but i think in the same way that, you know, if you do 20,000 tests on a scientific specimen and get all negative results, like negative results are still results. Yes. Um, if you call in and can't even bring, you know, your own voice out of you and, and you just still made that call. That's good. That's still a success. Yes, it is. Okay, you don't have to say anything. Even if you want to call in and just say your name. And um, I you don't even, hey, you don't even so have and to so. do that. Because this is, yeah. and, and I don't know if it's a technical problem. Or just thank you. It, it could be a technical whatever. problem. I have no idea with their phone, with Google Voice. I have no idea. Um, but I am uh, next week going to use it in my podcast. If somebody sent me 26 seconds of silence and I will respond to it because that's what I said I would do. So anyway, yes. we are it's now well over it, but uh, there you yes. go. Thank, thank you guys. Thank well, you. This was very, very impromptu. Fred and I almost never record together, but what we're talking about this is like, why the fuck is Orion's bell taking so long? Oh. And it's, it's that. It's trying to surf backwards in time. Uh, backwards time surfing. I think it's going to be the name of the episode, but Fred pleasure as always we should record more of these because we talk all the well time. that's what i said you know like, if we wanted to do this once a week Facebook. i could do that you know so uh yeah probably as a patreon oh absolutely thing. yes probably at the dollar tier that'll be a dollar show well, there you the go. process okay if you enjoy conversations about the, yeah. the creative process please let us no, know this is definitely a patreon exclusive or, yeah patreon exclusive uh twitter too at mindwave podcast or at 
front porch fret. You can let us know on Twitter as well if this is something that you're interested in. If you want more of this content, please let us know. Thank you for listening, and we will catch you guys on the next orbit. Good night. Story.